Hi everyone, you are listening to Dear Nelly, Sex, Relationships and Dating from the Other Side of 40 with me, Nelly Thomas. This podcast is being recorded in the council area known as Maribyrnong in Melbourne. I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land, the Wurundjeri, Woiwurrung and Bunurong peoples of the Kulin Nation and pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. If you want to support the podcast and keep the lights on, please rate, review and subscribe to Dear Nelly Plus for bonus content every month. And for more information about all of that, see the show notes or go to nellythomas.com and follow the links. And look, one quick thing, this is a sex, dating and relationships podcast for adults. So if you don't like swearing, it's really going to give you the shits. Off you go. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. My co-host today is one of my favourite people in the world and one of Australia's finest comedians, the wonderful Geraldine Hickey. Now, Jezza, as I call her, just got married for the first time at the age of 40-something. Now, that's partly due to marriage equality, but also Jezza was a bit of a late bloomer. Her and I talk about how she tried to come out but had to go back in, how shit the game is, and I especially loved our chat about how important communication is in relationships and how Jezza knows it's not her strength, but she's working on it. We take a beautiful listener call from a woman who's come out of a shit ass relationship and is now loving herself sick and a pretty rough ghosting story from another caller. As always, we end with Jezza's dating deal breakers. This is a cracker episode, so strap in. All right, don't be filthy. Dear Nelly, I could use some advice, dear Nelly. Yes, some help would be nice, dear Nelly. I'm eager to hear your point of view, dear Nelly. There's a lot to explore, dear Nelly. When you're 40 or more, dear Nelly. So I'm hoping we can talk it through. Welcome to Dear Nelly, Sex, Relationships and Dating on the Other Side of 40. And today we are joined by a very, very special guest co-host. She is a comedian. She is a bird watcher. She is a leso about town. <laughs> Welcome, <laughs> one and only Geraldine Hickey. Hello and thank you so much for having me, the uh, leso about town. <laughs> and I should add one of my oldest comedy friends. I think you were one yeah. of the first people I met in stand-up. I remember. I don't remember the actual day, but I remember we've been friends for a long time. Yes, and and in love. Yes. Yeah, always, yeah, such good chats. Is this only, is this really for over 40s? Yes. Well, oh. it, the audience doesn't have to be over 40. No, but your guests, your co-hosts. The are co-hosts are always over 40 because I think there is something that happens when you turn 40-ish. Yeah. Where you give no fucks. Yes. Where you start to actually see life for what it is in its big picture. My favourite decade. Isn't it? Thus far. Isn't it? Whereas I think in the ether, there's this idea that turning 40 is something to be dreaded. Yeah, no, it's the best. And now I go, no, now I understand things. Yeah. And I'm excited about 50. Yes. Because I feel like maybe 50 is maybe even better. I don't know. I reckon it might be. So... If we go to your, speaking of turning 40, we go mm-hmm. to your relationships and dating history, which mm-hmm. is where we always start the podcast. Can we start with you in the contemporary? You just got married. Two weeks ago, or, or nearly, oh no, three, it's my three week anniversary today. Oh my God. Best wedding ever. It was fun. It was so fun. So yeah. how old are you? Like what? what's your age when you got married? 43. 43. So again, for people listening, some people will be on their second marriage, mm-hmm. but some people like you will be on their first marriage at yeah. 43. I got a, a, 
I got engaged on my 40th birthday. Oh, on air. On air. Live <laughs> on air. Which Can I was, you tell us that story? Oh, man. I was not expecting it. Um, so, Kath, my wife, uh, I had asked her to organise me a surprise birthday party. Yeah. Because I'm not good at organising things. Really? And yeah, what a surprise! <laughs> um, and and I when I do organise things, it, it's very last minute. Yes. So it'll just be it's oh, loose. Yeah, I'll just send a text. Yeah. Keep it casual. Yeah. Come down to the pub. I'll be there. But then I'll yeah. get like lots of texts saying, "Oh, sorry, mate, I can't, I can't be there." And or I'll you'll just, get lots of texts going, "Which day did you mean, Jezza? What yeah. time? What pub was it?" Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> I can't, I can't handle it. Yeah, I just too much. Just sitting in a pub, just getting you know text after text and each one is like a tiny little dagger in my heart I'm like, oh nobody loves me this is this is the worst thing ever what am, what am, what am I doing and I knew because 40 you know because it's a big one and I yeah. knew that the like at the, and so I said at the start of the year my birthday's in July and so at the start of the I knew that throughout the year especially around Christmas time when you mm. see family and stuff they're like oh you're 40 this yes year. what are you gonna do for your yeah. 40th you gotta yeah. do something for yeah. your 40th so to uh, avoid all of those questions I said to Kath, can you organise me a surprise birthday party? You handed it over to your girlfriend. Yes. Um, and she knows how to organise. Yeah, she's good. Event. She's more like me. She's spreadsheets. Yes. She's answering texts. She's type A. Yeah. She, she takes care. She made her own wedding dress. She did. And, it, like, everything about that wedding is it, – it, it's all Oh, I knew, mate. Yeah. Yeah. No, you that know. was clear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm – you know, it wasn't like I just – like, I'm on the same page with her vision. Yes, yes. Like, we discuss it and I go, yes. that's great, and she makes it happen. Do you know what? That's an actually really interesting thing. Another thing I've learned, I reckon, about relationships since turning 40 is to go, you really have to take people as they are today. Yes. You know, when I was, like, in my 20s, I had that terrible curse that a lot of women have where you think, oh, if I put in time and effort, like, yeah. I can see the potential – they will change or I will change. Yeah. And now I'm a lot more resigned to going, well, you might. But you don't need to. You've got to take people how you are. Kath's yeah. the organiser. You're yeah. not. Work with it. That's, but that's also very easy for me to work with. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Yes>. no. <laughs> Kath's listening going, fuck it, Al, would you reply to the email? But there's some truth in it, right? Totally. Where you yeah, actually, yeah. like, you can't be what you're not. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so the, the the engagement. So I knew that she was organising a surprise party. Yeah. And uh, we have a, a house down in um, Venus Bay, which is where we got married. Yes, beautiful. Um, and so I thought, you know, I knew that we would have a wedding there. And uh, – well, not the wedding, sorry, my birthday. Yeah. And I knew that because – my family WhatsApp group. <laughs> my sister got on and went, what time is everyone going to Venus Bay? And I'm like, no, I wonder where my party's going to be. So the surprise party you asked for, yeah. the location was revealed. Yeah, but that's it, it was fine. Totally fine. And then uh, so she – and so I was on – I was doing breakfast writing. I was on breakfasts on Triple R. Yeah. And uh, halfway through the show, Kath walks in. And I can see her on the security footy and I'm like, oh. No. And uh, just for background, Kath's not showbiz. No, like, no, Kath no, no, has no. a proper job. So yeah. for her to like walk into the studio would have been unusual. Absolutely. Mm. But on this day, on my birthday, I was yeah. like, Ooh. oh. it's my party. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting out early. Yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. coming to take me away. Yeah. Uh, but she came in and then she was like, I've just brought in, um, you know, a few things to show, um, to give Geraldine and I, you know, a couple of clues as to what's going to happen this weekend. Yeah. And I, in my head, um, thought, oh, these are clues that later on today she will take me to Cape Lip Trap Lighthouse, yep. which is not far from, you know, from Venus Bay. And it's a lighthouse that we went to when we'd been dating for a, not that long. And it was also before marriage for... Um, marriage equality. Yeah. So, so it's a special place, but it's also before you had this option. Yes. Yes. So, and she said, "I'm going to take you." So, and she goes, "And this day that we went, she goes, we'll take some champagne, you know, yeah. make it romantic." Aww. And then for some oh, reason, I know it's not, it's, but for some reason in my head, I went, "Oh my god, she's going to propose, and it's too soon. We're not, 
we're not ready. Yeah. It's, it's not yeah. legal. Like, what's the point? Like, yeah. this is so – and it's like a 20-minute drive and the whole time I'm just freaking out. And so we get – and it's stunning. Like, we're watching the sun go down, we're drinking champagne and the whole time I'm just waiting for her to go. <laughs> You're going, can my knees take it? Yeah, yeah. But in my head I decided – I'd, I'd worked out that I would say yes, but then I would say, but let's not tell anyone. So how long have you been dating at that point? Or maybe a year or so. Okay, so that yeah. would have been a relatively early proposal. Mind you, you were 30-something. Yes, yeah, yes. yes. And also, like I was, you know, I knew that I was in love and it was yes. it was just this You whole, were willing to say yes. Yeah, absolutely, yes. but not to tell anyone because it felt like – because it, the marriage would be – what was the point of it if it wasn't yeah, legal? Yeah. So it was just like, this is just a performative thing. Yeah. I don't want it to be a performative thing, so I don't want to tell anyone. You wanted to wait. Yeah. 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 But it, the point was that I turned and she said, this is beautiful, isn't it? And I was just like, was like are you going to ask? She went, no. <laughs> I said, oh, my God, I thought you were going to propose. And she's like, no. And I was like, oh, all right. You, you know, could have been a pot. Do you know the funniest thing about that for me as well is knowing Kath, like she's the least likely of the two of you to propose early. Exactly. Like I can imagine you having a little thought bubble and going, fuck, let's do it. Well, that's well, I, I was the only one that had the thought <laughs> bubble. <laughs> you know. So and so she so so when she came in on air, I was like, this is just a um she's just gonna give me clues that she's gonna take me to Cape Like a happy Which, birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Like but these are all clues yeah. that she's gonna propose to me. Later on today at Cape Cod Oh, so that was in your mind. That was in okay. my mind, right? Okay. Because I knew – also I knew there was a fair chance that she would propose to me that weekend because, well, she had asked me to find out what my ring size was. Oh, so I knew, classic. I knew it was, you know, yeah. I knew it was coming. And we talked about, you know, proposals and, and whatnot. Um, There's so many finger jokes there, but I'm leaving yeah, it. <laughs> I'm you. leaving it. So I – because I had been um, – over the past, you know, for our whole relationship, that that stage was like six years or so. Mm. Um, it, it, a lot of places I would um, go, let's get a selfie. Like, yeah, it'd be somewhere where let's get a selfie, and then I'd secretly, I'd put it on video and go, oh, here we are at um, Falls Creek, and I've, I've just asked Kath to marry me, and she said yes. So I made this series of videos, and so one day she said to me, "You realise that." I will ask you because if you ever ask me, I won't take you seriously. No, I was just going to say you've done the classic comedian thing of taking a serious moment and shitting all over it. Yeah. By making it into a joke. Yeah. And Kath's gone, I'm having none of that. Exactly. I'll see you on air Yeah. and pop the question. And that's the other thing. Well, like we would watch, like a lot of people, you love watching public proposals. Yes. Love, well, oh, only I like it. I watch a bloody car crash though. Yes, because there's part of me going, "Fuck! What if Jesus says no?" Exactly. Yeah, and it's like, well, you'd watch them, and you know, it works, and it's like, oh, it's beautiful, and it's oh, that's yeah. like, good on them, but not for not for no, us. <laughs> no, no, thank you. <laughs> Can I answer later? Yeah, no. just no, not. And so either. by the by the time she proposes, you've been together what six years? Yeah, you met online. Yes, and I think that is also a good story because. My experience of online dating's actually been really great, mm-hmm. but I know I hear lots of people say how much they hate it. Oh, I hated it. So, what was your experience oh, of it? it. You I hated, hated it. it. You just—it was necessary. Yeah, yeah. Because where where do you go? <laughs> yeah. And what do you what do you yeah. do? Like a and it's yeah. Like I mean, I tried everything, but it, it's just this mentality of like people treat it like it like it's a full time. Job. Yes. Oh, and they do. It's so business. Yeah. I hate that business aspect of. It. I hated the. Oh, you've got it, and these are the rules, and it's yeah. like it, this. It's like it's the same rules for a job interview. Yes. Like I don't, I'm not applying like an for audition. a job. Yeah. So what apps were you on? Uh, I th- there was one called Brenda. <laughs> Do you remember that? I don't know if it still exists. No, I wasn't online dating then. So was that oh. a, a Women for Women app? Because yeah, it sounds yeah. like Bre- it. Yeah. Brenda. Brenda. Yeah. And I thought it was funny because I had an app. I've hilarious. got an Arnie Brenda. Uh, Brenda and but that seemed more of a, you know, kind of a hook-up-y kind of one. See, but it was, this uh, is the dilemma as well, isn't yeah. it? Like the different apps, I found some of them were clearly pure hook-up. Yeah. And then others were like, we're getting married tomorrow. Yeah. And I was trying to find some sort of middle ground. And yeah. that's actually really hard too. Oh, and there was Pink Sofa. Oh, yes. I had a go on Pink Sofa. Yeah. On, yeah, yeah I didn't on, mind that. Didn't mind that either. Yeah. That was all right. Yeah. But it was uh, it was OK Cupid. Oh, yeah. 
that we that what we a name match that up. you match on. Yeah. So prior to that, can you give us a quick sort of pricey? What's your dating relationship history prior to um, Kath, who became the love of your life? Very limited. Yeah, like none, essentially none at all. Like yeah. I was no relationships. No prior to that, and you were what thirty four. Mm. 34, In 35, 30-something. 30 30-something. 30 yeah, yeah. Like mid to late 30s, let's yeah. go there. And it, so I, I think the biggest thing was that um, I didn't come out until I was, you know, 30 or something. So Now, do we call that late to Les? Because when oh, I yeah. think late to Les, I think it's more someone probably in my situation who's been married yeah. um, to a man and then ends up in relationship with a woman or women you know, in their 40s or but 50s. But you've always been bisexual. Well, you've I always, have. Yeah. That's a whole other thing. But people still keep calling me late to less. So that's oh. a whole other discussion. But I do know these multiple women that I've met through doing the podcast who have been exclusively with men their whole life. Mm. And then there seems to be a trend where in their 40s they go, nah. Yeah. Yeah, nah. <laughs> that's but 30, men. I don't know if that's late. I don't know if that's late. That's uh, sort of mid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it's, I, but I wasn't dating... Well, I, I never really went on any dates. It's not like mm. I was, you know, on dating apps or going to mm. bars and I don't know. It was just um, – You were sort of – my impression is, having known you at that age, you were looking but not seriously. Yeah. You know, like when you were sort of dating men. Yeah. Because it was – I don't know, it's just weird. In my head, I, I – I, I remember when I was, you know, in my early 20s, in I was working at the um, local cinema in Albury yeah. where I lived. and Which is, for people listening who aren't in Australia, like a, a, a fairly large country town. Yeah. But relatively conservative. I mean, it's not where all the gays move. Oh, no. They, you know? they move away. <laughs> they move away. It's yeah. not like a Dalesford or something like no, that. Yeah. It's, yeah. So, it, but yeah, pretty pretty big town. But, you know, so I would work at the at the local cinema and in my head I was just like, oh, this is – I'm done. I will work part-time in the cinema mm. and then, you know, we'd go out after work on Friday, Saturday nights and go to one of the two local nightclubs or whatever or yeah. the pub <laughs> – and I'll be like, I'll just meet someone, get married, yeah, and just be a housewife and work at this because there was yeah. two women that worked at the cinema that had been there for twenty years, yeah. And I was like, I love this life, yeah. That's what I'll do. Yeah. And then Mum was like, What are you going to do with it? You? you can't work at the cinema for the rest of your life. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, all right. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to be a comedian, yeah. And then so so it was that idea. I always thought that always had this you know image in my head of you know being with somebody like having that kind of heteronormative relationship mm. and mm. just being mm. a housewife and yeah and and whatnot so and the truth is and i think we don't talk about this enough that is that is what we were sold yeah you know like that's the narrative so mm. having me having a 15 year old now I can tell you that's not the narrative anymore yeah you know that doesn't mean that narrative's not there at all yeah. but the idea that you would have to make a choice at 15, of your gender identity, your sexuality, yeah. even your job. It's just a complete anathema. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like I would, you know, imagine this lifestyle, but I couldn't, you know, imagine who the other person was. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. You so you didn't have this image of you and some bloke who looked a particular way walking down the aisle. No. You had the idea of, oh, that's the story. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. So in terms of dating, yes. it was like, I don't know, I don't know what I'm looking for. Yes. And because – and I mean the other part of it is, you know, when I was in my early 20s, I did come out as a, as a yes. lesbian. Yes, in your early – very early 20s. Very early 20s. But you had a Catholic background. Yeah. And so you it was were a country kid. Yeah. And it was hard. So I didn't, I didn't know mm. what – I had in my head like the lesbian stereotypes. Yes. And I remember I'd um, – I had come out. Uh, you know, to a few friends and and whatnot, and was just like, and essentially to myself. I'm like, yes, I'm yeah. a lesbian. And then I went to uh, the Glass House, yes, which is which a, is a well known. Well, it was really a lesbian venue then. Yes, and yes. that's the time. Yes. time was a lesbian in venue in Melbourne. And so, in my head, I thought that I would walk into this place and. Um, kind of make new friends and be accepted yes. into this world. Oh, I know that feeling. And it was – And I, that's not what happens. Oh, no, it's so judgy. No, it's it's yeah. so ju- – and I walked in and I 
I was just like, oh, I, I don't belong here. Yes. And if I don't belong in a lesbian bar, yes. then I'm not a lesbian. That's right. That's exactly – and that's, again, a really – it's a hard thing to face because you're already going through that with the possibility of telling friends, family, other people. Yeah. And you think, I'll find my people – yeah. And then they go, oh, I don't know if you're my people. It reminds me, funnily enough, bringing you back to your wedding, you had the wonderful Becky Cole sing at your yes. wedding, who I'm obsessed with, beautiful yeah. country singer who's also late to Les, I think. Yes. Um, and she has a gorgeous song, Let the Waitress Sing. And there is this lovely lyric where, and I can just see her, I can just see her, she says she's basically gone to this bar for like wayward girls. She's obviously gone to a lesbian bar. Mm. And perhaps for the first time. And she describes sitting there in the corner and the lyric is, I was trying to fit in. Yeah. Oh, my well, God. It yeah. give, gives me goosebumps mm-hmm. even thinking about it. You can just see her sitting there going, I'm trying to find my way here. But it's not straightforward. Yeah. And you didn't see yourself there. Didn't see myself. And yeah. so I, I kind of went, well, I don't. Mustn't be. I mustn't. So, so you came out, you went back in. Yeah. And to. Mm. In going back in, it's like you hold steadfast in yes. your decision. Yes. It's like, no, I've yeah. no, I tried it. That's why I look at the other side. Yeah. I'm I, out. Yeah. I was there. Yeah, no, it's no, it's yeah. not me. Yeah. But during that time, would sleep with women. <laughs> yes. Yes. This is the other disconnect that I think a lot of the straight world don't understand. There's so many, um, and I find this particularly someone who does identify as like bisexual, pansexual, whatever the fuck. Mm. I don't really like the labels, but there's so many of my friends who are either identifiably gay or straight mm. who also sleep with the same yeah. sex or the yeah. opposite sex. Yeah. And they go, but it's not part of my identity. So yeah. their action, you know, I know straight men who sleep with men. Who are they? I no. know lesbians <laughs> who sleep with men occasionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but it's sort of we're asked to choose. Yeah. But, that's, but I would um, – there was someone that I worked with at um like just at a at a bar and we would constantly you know this is like when I was in my 20s and so it's just that you know you'd go out and get drunk and you'd make out and yeah. we'd end up so we would never do it so and all, constant, just mates just yeah just yeah, mates yeah. Just, but um it went on <laughs> for such a long time yeah I don't touch my mates yeah yeah and it, like I remember drunkenly one night she was always drunk but one night she was like, I think I want you to be my girlfriend. And I was like, well, let's talk about this when you're sober. Yeah. And, of course, that it never happens. It never happens. Oh, that's painful. But she's married with kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's so, all right. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. you're all right. I'm all right. So you've gone on this long journey mm. and exactly, I mean, the point of the podcast is kind of illustrated in your story. It's like as you get older... You actually yeah. gain more confidence to sort of you could I reckon you could walk into the glass house now and kind of go well I see myself or I don't I'm well, still it's a, a gastro lesbian. pub now so yes <laughs> <laughs> you could order yourself a nice you know degustation <laughs> yeah but it's you become more confident in yourself yes. rather than needing the validation of any group yeah, yeah like yeah. I know who I am totally and like so my second coming out it was um I just it was just like this kind of realization I just went oh I'm just Stop mucking about. Yeah. Do you know, I was doing a um, – and it was like – it, it was this weird thing where it wasn't planned. It wasn't, you know, I didn't realise it myself and go, right, how am I going to go and tell everyone? It was uh, – there was a late night show during the Adelaide Fringe that Amelia Jane Hunter and Hannah Gadsby were yeah. host together. And Hannah goes, well, do you want to come and do a spot? Um, and I was like, yeah, cool. And she said, oh, just so you know, the theme for the night is boy or girl. So you can do, you know, if you want to do any material, material around that, then that's fine. And I went, okay, cool. And I hung up the phone and I went, oh, I guess I'll just come out then. Like it was <laughs> <laughs> That's so Jezza. Because it was like, oh, I'll right just... then. Well, I've been asked to write some material. <laughs> so how about some Lezo? Yes. <laughs> and so I just went with the, I've always maintained that I've been into boys, but truth is yeah, yeah. I'm into girls. So, yeah. And then I would write all these jokes and then I would come out to my friends by, it was like Kate McLennan and Anne Edmonds, I, you know, really good mates. And so I was just, I'd call them and go, hey, can I run a couple of jokes past you? <laughs> and so Kate was like, oh, yeah, that's funny, blah, blah, blah. And then she hung up the phone and was like, I think Jesse just came out. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll call her back. <laughs> yeah. See how things are going. Yeah. But it was, you know, it was fine and it was, you know, it was great and then it was just done. Yeah. 
It was just done. I didn't have to. Worry I reckon about that is it. one one benefit of being in public life. Like being public and in the queer community mm. can be fraught. Yeah. But it also means you can sort of just drop your bomb. Yes. In a big way. It's like I had a cousin who came out at a wedding, just got up oh. at the speech and went, I'm fucking just telling everybody. You know, because yeah. I don't want to do one by one. Like it's just Heaps exhausting. Yeah. yeah. So you get to do it on the radio. Yeah. You know, or on stage or wherever. Yeah. Did on Twitter as well. Anyway. Well, bravo to you. Thank you. Bravo to you. All right. I'm going to ask you because one of my favourite bits of material, and this was before you came out, I, if I mm. recall correctly, mm. you used to do some stuff about he's just not that into you. Oh, that yes. That movie. Yeah, yeah, I did a whole show about it. You did it. a whole show about it. Yeah. And I was listening to a podcast the other day. So one of my favourite new podcasts, which is called If Books Could Kill. Right, oh, and yeah. they actually profile um, podcasts that have had big ideas like free economics or mm-hmm. you know those kinds of things and unpack it. And on December first, if anyone wants to go and look it up, they profiled that book that came out a while ago, probably seven or eight years ago, called The Game. Oh yes, right, where yeah, yeah. with this guy basically gives tips on I would say how to manipulate women oh. into bed. I've listened to this. Right. Yes. Yes, sorry, yeah, I know this podcast. So yeah, yeah, yeah. how to hook right. up with beautiful women and mm. become a pickup artist. And I just wanted, given your show on that movie, they re- they seem to be connected to me. So what, oh. do, what do you think about it? About the connection? Yeah, or what do you think about the idea of learning tips to, from my point of view, they think it's relatively harmless. The guy who wrote the book, like, oh, you, I'm just going to give you some game. Yeah. Or I'm going, no, you're teaching men how to manipulate usually younger, vulnerable women yes. into rooting you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a trick. Do you remember, Celia Bacola had a great joke about it about the, at the time. Oh, right. What is it? it or was, do you remember? Yeah, it was something like, um, you know, what's this, you know, kind of using magic. Because one of the things is using magic. Yes. Oh, my God. If someone approached me in a bar with a magic trick, Whoa. we're done. And she said the biggest magic trick would be waking up the next day and go, how did I get here? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? In the online dating world, the biggest magic trick would be replying to a message. Yeah. You know, it's like this, the thing that strikes me about it is it's not actually that complicated, dude. Like you don't have to pretend to ask me about Antarctica or do a fucking <laughs> magic trick. Just be a decent person who replies to messages, who's thoughtful, yeah. who's kind. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. Like if yeah. you trick me into sleeping with you, I'm going to work it out. Yeah. Eventually. It's like, I, I, you know, I, you don't need the magic. I'm already no. here. I agree. Yeah. I agree. We have a um, segment in the podcast called Armchair Expert oh, yeah. where I put to you, we're very good at this as comedians, mm-hmm. I will put to you a couple of things from the ether, mm-hmm. right, and just get your response. So the first one, I think it was on Instagram, might have been Twitter. No, it's on Twitter. And it's Crybaby Natty, if you want to look her up. Okay, right. Now, she like, what's says... What's a Crybaby Natty? I don't <laughs> know. Yeah, anyway. I, I didn't want Just to think about that out. too much. Yeah. Healthy relationships are tight as fuck. It's so cool to be able to be like, hey, you're doing these things that are really bothering me. Let's address them and work on it and have it not end in screaming and crying and insults. Communication is super hot. I totally agree. Again, is this or... Is, and I don't know... But if this is not a woman over 40, uh, I'll eat my own hat. Yes, yes. That's, this is the biggest thing I've learned yeah. in, um, in being in a healthy relationship and yeah. it is all about communication. Oh, hunch. It's like I remember early on when Kath and I had been together for not that long and I'd gone to the pub to um, watch the footy with, with my mates, with yeah. Kate and Neto. Yeah. And – because it was in the afternoon and then there was no plans for it later on. Yeah. And I was like trying to allude to the fact that I wanted to come over yes. to her place. And you're trying to do it through the back door. Yes. And you're trying to imply. Yeah, and yeah. And she I can imagine me. Kath would have gone, do you want to come over? Yeah. Well, even yeah. she goes, just if you want just to come ask, over, come correct. over. Don't, or don't, you know. I should have Kath on this podcast. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, you should. Yes, actually. I will. Yeah. Uh, so, and it was just this realisation of yeah, like... just ask, mate. Yeah, you just yeah. be open and honest. Or the opposite, just yeah. go, sorry, I can't come tonight. Like, yes. I'm in a foul mood. Yeah. I'm not good company. And, this, and then she would say that to yeah. me as well, yeah. you know. So, it's just, you know, 
Yeah, communication. Do you know, I can tell, like, even from your vows, the Mm. the vows between you and Kath were so magical because they were very realistic, which doesn't sound romantic, but to me, and I think for a lot of people of our age, that is actually more romantic because it's real. Yeah. So Kath said a variation on basically going, you know, if I can understand and accept that you need to be with me and you can understand that I need time on my own or blah, blah, blah and gave various examples of where you're different. Yes. And I thought, oh, my God, that's – it's none of this bullshit of like I'll love you to the day I die and you could never do anything wrong. Bullshit. Of course you'll do things wrong. Exactly, yeah. And I said that in mine because – and, you know, as much as, you know, I value communication, it is one of our biggest flaws is because I sometimes don't – hear things or let things sink in um, and I, you know, because I was – I don't want to use this as, as an excuse or anything like that, but it's like I was diagnosed. You've got ADHD, <laughs> I've brain. got ADHD. Yes. So yes. – and f- for Kath, I don't think she quite understands that some, you know. Yes. And, and but also I, th- I think she also wants to make sure that I don't – and I don't want to do that either, just go, yeah. oh, I've got ADHD. So yeah, no, whatever. no, like and I'm, that's not cool. You know, yeah. I make an effort to, you know. But again, if things are on the table, Jezza, one of the things yeah. I love about that, and you know, like I think you're one of the best humans on the planet. Thank you. But you're not the best communicator no. in the world. And if we can just say that in a relationship yeah. and go cast stronger in yes. that area, yeah, then without judgment, it doesn't yeah. mean you're wrong. It doesn't mean she's better. Exactly. But yeah, when yeah, you yeah. know that, you know what you're working with. Yeah, and that's what I said in my vows. Um, you know, I was like, um, you know, talked about communication and I said, but let's be honest, sometimes I won't hear you or I won't no. listen or it won't yeah. sink in, but it doesn't mean that I won't try. Yeah. So Lauren, and I don't think she'd mind me saying it, Lauren, who I'm currently dating, mm. she also has ADHD. And there's times where I go, I just said that. Yeah. Like we just had that conversation and she's not lying. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. literally goes. I don't. What? Yeah. When did that? What do you mean? When? It, as an organised person, <laughs> it drives Kath up oh, the mate. fucking wall. I tell you what. I like. Well, you and I had drinks the other day, mm. and a classic example. Be the starting time was two. Yeah. Lauren was there at what four fifteen. I think I she d- didn't you. even say it. Missed you. <laughs> yeah. But whereas I would have in my twenties, honestly raged about that. Yeah. I would have either internally raged. Yeah. Or I would have – I never rage outwardly to a human, mm. but I would have been fucking shitty. Yeah, yeah. I just went, I'm going it too. Yeah, yeah. All right? And so you come when you're ready. And that's the thing. Like, I, you know, Kath knows um, that it's not intentional and stuff. But yes. But it, it still doesn't take away – I know it's hard. It doesn't take away the hurt of her no, it feeling that she's not being heard. Oh, I'm actually really glad you said that because I think one of the pressures on the other person in that – situation can be that you've got to just go oh well I've got to accept that because yeah. Jesus got that's ADHD not, that's and, and that's what, why I wanted to not yes. blame it no, on and that I, and that's clear yeah that's clear but that communication stuff is key and I think at that point in that situation you work out at our age I can either accept that mm. or I can't yeah and it's okay if you can't yeah also part of communication is also um you've got to work out label your feelings Oh, name it to tame it, Jez. Oh, that's I love that. Yeah, so I do that with my kids. So my youngest oh. child's neurodivergent mm. and the thing that's helped her most is going, so what are you actually feeling? Because yeah. usually it's not anger or yeah. it's not it, it's usually sadness mm. or it's frustration. And yeah. once you name it, it dissipates. Yeah. Cuz it's it, it, and also all, all emotions are okay. All emotion in fact they should be welcome. Yeah. They should be well. It's what you do with them. You can't yeah. punch the wall, exactly. but you can say, I'm really angry. So when I worked with kids, we yeah, it was that line, we go, all, all emotions are okay, some actions are not. Correct. Oh, I'm using that. Yeah. But name it to tame it, it's a really big, oh, and all feelings pass. All feelings pass. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we should have a bloody talk show. <laughs> all right, my next one, this is so stupid and it's nothing to do with relationships, but I know how much you love various marine creatures so oh, i had yeah. to drop this one in yes so this is Catherine valente who is on twitter at cat valente she <laughs> said in like 15 years somewhere in a crowded fashion savvy nightclub a dj is going to drop baby shark and the place is gonna explode <laughs> <laughs> that made me think of you you're one of the few people i think i know who appreciate baby shark 
Do you know I've never listened to <gasps> Baby Shark, do, 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 baby. Oh, see, this is because you don't have kids. Yeah. Oh, but you love sharks. I do love sharks. But all, the only thing I knew about Baby Shark was, you know, from adults on social media going, oh, oh I, I, I've I, heard it 50 million times. And I'm it like, was the Frozen yeah. of a couple of years ago. Yeah. And so yeah. I deliberately... You I avoided mean, it. Yeah. I okay. Did, yeah, I kind of went, well, I could look it up, but everyone <laughs> talked about how it was just such an earworm such and I was an like, earworm. Yeah. oh, I don't need that in no, my life. No, you really don't. No. But All I right. do love baby sharks. And, and I still think if you heard a shark song in a nightclub, you'd be up on the floor. Oh, yeah. You'd they be on mentioned the dance floor. sharks. Yeah, yeah. Crocodiles, yeah. sharks, birds. birds. Yeah. Yeah. Animals. Any, any animals, really. I mean, yeah. you rode into your fucking wedding on a horse. Yeah, or I was on the back of a carriage. Yeah, but close yeah. enough. I was yeah. adding a bit of flair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And your own horse. Yeah, it is mine now. We're married. Isn't that lovely? <laughs> Isn't Victor. that beautiful? Do you know what's funny? It was Kath said the only time she cried was when she saw Victor. Yes. <laughs> I tell you what. It wasn't this, me coming up the hill. It there was There is something Victor. about horses though. Oh, yeah. Like there is some, there's such a quiet dignity mm. in a horse. We, and that's why they use the therapy animals. Mm. And uh, it made me a bit teary too. It was that in the vows yes. for me and seeing pictures of your dad oh, as well. Yeah. Like, you know, there's really a lot nice. of moments in a, mm. in a wedding. And also knowing, you know, your journey to this point wasn't easy. No. And even hearing, you know, there was a couple of mentions in the speeches about marriage equality and stuff. Like this is part, there is a trauma in the LGBT community with that stuff. Yeah. And that was really moving, I think, for a lot of people too. And that's part of the reason why we had such a big wedding. Yeah. Because we went, we want to have a party. Correct. Celebrate. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I need to celebrate Multiple this. things. Yay. All right, are you ready for some listener calls? Okay, yes. All right, now I always have to prepare our comedians because these are real calls. Right? Mm-hmm. They're not fake. So we want to give actual advice. Okay. Dear Nelly, uh, I'm 48, straight woman, came out of a 21-year um, long-as-hell uh, abusive relationship, which I had enough of six months ago. Got out, started my life afresh. I have kids, um, completely live on my own now, have my own place, everything. It's been a whirlwind of emotions and challenging at times but I'm loving my freedom and loving um, dating myself because I'm pretty amazing Um, and I didn't feel ready to date anybody else uh, even though other people were kind of suggesting that maybe I should Um, however a male friend that I'd known for about six years invited me for a catch-up over a meal and I just thought it was that didn't think anything else of it got to his place um, and he'd made a really beautiful effort for me. Um, Home-cooked meal, candles, lovely music. He dressed really nice for me and he did these really lovely romantic things for me, things that I loved that I hadn't even told him about. So it was really warm, lovely, romantic, a little bit spicy. I don't know if it'll happen again. I don't know if I'm ready for that, but I'm very glad I had a really warm beautiful experience that I was not expecting and kept talking myself out of so if anyone else is out there feeling the same please don't count it out before it happens you never know um yeah thanks oh my lord oh my god how beautiful is that it's great isn't it it's so I love so many things about it I Mm. mean the first thing obviously I've worked a lot in family violence and the the bravery of her to make this call Mm. like the call to leave the relationship and also to call into the podcast even and talk about it that's really raw Mm. and fucking bravo to you yeah bravo to you like the idea of coming out of that you are I mean it's cliched but you are absolutely better off on your own than in that situation totally and you know we're proud of you yeah also you know after that amount of time as oh, well? 21 years. It's a long time. Whoa. It's a really long time. So I hear, let me ask you, the thing I hear in her call is firstly the pressure to date again. What do you think about that? 
Oh yeah, and and that's where I thought it was going to go. It was I mm. was like, no, no, leave her alone. No, yeah. just let let it six months. Yeah, after twenty. Yeah, twenty. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't. Yeah, down, yeah. You know? She doesn't need to jump out of the frying pan into yeah. the fire. I think you're quite vulnerable. Yes, in that situation. But also, she knows it. She knows. She's telling you. Yeah. She's sitting at Christmas dinner going, I'm fine being single, thanks. Believe yes. her. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then to – and also her going on this date. And I've done – I've had this before as well. This grey area. Yeah. Where, yeah. where you've gone I've, – I remember once I, I um, went out for drinks with a, with a workmate and then like two months later I found out it was a date. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Again, that is both classic Jezza and classic neurodivergence, isn't it? Like it really is. Like that is actually part of the experience. A lot of people with ADHD, a lot of people on the spectrum are like, oh, they told me later they were hitting on me. (laughs) Yeah. I had no idea. Like you literally have to take your top off and go, Jezza, (laughs) come on. Yeah, I like you. (laughs) Isn't that funny? But, you know, that comes back to that communication stuff. Maybe it's Mm. better to go, Geraldine, we're on a date. Yeah, is yeah. that cool? Or would you like to go on a would date? Would you like to go on a date? Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. You know, you know. Obviously, he didn't say. Yeah, come out. Let me take you on a date. Come around yeah. for dinner, and it's so. And and then it is this nice thing, where yeah, you're not expecting it. Yeah, and it's just someone just treats you nicely yes, with a makes bit of an respect. Effort. Yes, this is the thing I noticed, and especially given she's been in a relationship for 21 years, which is similar to what I was in. Mm. It doesn't matter how lovely the other person is, they're going to make less effort at the 21-year mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the lovely things about dating again, I think, is that you are with someone new who's like, I'm going to dress up. Yes. I'm going to buy some flowers. I'm going to cook you a nice meal. Like, you deserve that girl. Yes. I love that. Yeah. But also, it seems like that's you know she said I don't know if it'll happen again, but it's yeah you just enjoy each experience as it comes. None of us know anything. Yeah, you know, like if COVID's taught us anything, we don't yeah. know. We yeah. don't know what's gonna like enjoy the date. It doesn't matter if it happens again. I reckon. Yeah. Like I had lots of when I was doing online dating, and this is where I enjoyed it. Like I had lots of dates that went nowhere, but I still enjoyed the date. Yes. You're sitting on a date with another adult, you're getting to know somebody. Yeah. It might go somewhere, it might not. Take it for what it is. And this is uh, this is one of the problems when I first started online dating mm. is that I would be not knowing what the outcome would yes. be like. It was too hard. Yeah. I'd, yeah. So I'd be like, do I oh, – I should yeah. kiss them at the end. Yeah. I should, you know – You wanted the script. Yeah. And yeah. I wanted to – and like, where's this going to go? Are we Are, yeah. are we going to be friends or what? Yeah. I don't, oh, do I need more friends? And like, oh, no, yes. I want to be – like, and just not knowing exactly – How's it going to go? Yeah. And the uncertainty of that is hard, but I also think – and I wonder, I'd be interested to see other people's experience – I think that's a lot better, again, at our age. Yes. Because if you've been around the block, especially if you've been divorced, yeah. you have less expectations. Mm. You're happy to just kind of go, I need to just enjoy this for what it is now. Yeah. Whereas you know? I was, yeah, just kind of, I just kept on getting caught up in... In the story. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> know, oh, that's really common. And I yeah. think one of the big mistakes with online dating, and I made this mistake, accidentally mm. but you can message so much that you build a narrative yeah about each other and you've got this person in your head and there's a relationship yeah. and you own a pub in Dalesford yes and you've got a grudel <laughs> yeah and you've never met this is so this is it with Kath and I we messaged maybe two or three times yeah perfect and because she was like I'm not here for a pen pal because she sent oh I love one of my favourite <laughs> online dating profiles, which was on the app Her, which yeah. is for women seeking women, and the first line was, no pen pals. <laughs> <laughs> Hard relate. Yes. This yeah. is a big danger with women. Yes. You can talk it to death. Yeah, exactly. So we messaged a couple and she was like. She called it. Yeah, she went, let's let's meet up. We meet up or not. Yeah. And so we met up for a drink, that, which turned into dinner. And, yeah. yeah. And now you're married. Now so married, you yeah. know Steve Allen, Dr. Steve Allen, who's also. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So psychiatrist, man mm. about town, lovely man. Um, when Dr. Panel Beater? Is that his name on radio? Yes, or? it might be. He's a, he's a psychiatrist. But yeah, yes. Yeah. When he was online dating, he had a six message rule. 
because he's like, otherwise, this this is what happens. You build up a story and the reality of a human is different to the story. It's complete projection. You're projecting your own desires and needs onto a phantom person. And also when you're messaging, it's like you – you're presenting yourself in a certain way oh, as well to try are. and Im- impress the other person. It'd be person. like dating via Instagram. Yeah. You know? Oh, good. All right, our next call. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Dear Nelly, just wanted to share my weirdest breakup story ever. Um, so first long-term lesbian relationship. Uh, the breakup consisted of a five-word phone call at 9am saying, I can't do this anymore and hung up. Within an hour, I was called by her ex's new fiancé, her ex being a male um, and was marrying a female, and she called because she already knew about the breakup. 24 hours later, all the gifts, etc., from the last 18 months were dumped on my doorstep. There's been no contact since in person, a few SMSs, no goodbye for the kids. She was back on Tinder within a week and shortly in a new relationship. I don't know if this is how lesbian breakups and relationships usually go, but it was all new to me. Oh, Jezza. Jezza, Jezza, So shitty oh. breakups. So from what we can glean, they I'm guessing that this was her first relationship with a woman mm. probably in middle age. Mm-hmm. They've dated for 18 months, which is a fair stint. I mean, if this yes. was oh, – we'd been dating for a couple of weeks, i go, okay, well, a well, five-word yeah. text is actually okay. Yeah. But 18 months, like that's a – you've met the kids. You've done, What do you think? Oof. <laughs> oh. I mean, it's dirty, Paul. That's shit yeah. behaviour. Oh, yeah. So because when she hadn't said – Said talk to the kids. I was like, they had kids together, and but now no, I so realize, she yeah, had, yeah. she had pre existing kids. Is my impression? Yeah, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, more sense. And that's a big. I can tell you, someone with pre existing kids, it's a big thing to introduce them to someone new. You don't do oh, that lightly. Yes, yeah. and I've done. You know, I've dated women that had kids. Yeah. and it was yeah, and I totally understand that. That's oh my goodness. You got to wait months. Would be my view. Like wait and see if there's legs in it before yeah. you bring the kids into it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Where, do you, where do you start with So, these 18 things? months. You and I have been dating for 18 months. I call you and go, Jezza, not into this anymore. Hang up. That's and it. And what was the bit about the, the ex? So, obviously, that woman's ex-husband right. now has a new fiancé who already knew about this breakup before oh. this person knew. So, obviously, the ex, her ex, the 18-month ex, had been telling people oh, that, it was, that she oh, was going to do it. Oh, that hurts oh, in there. Cause that, it's, that's humiliating. Yeah, knowing other – and you're oblivious to and it And you're all. completely – but that's really – that's mean. Oh. I, oh. I and know. And the text – and then the no – it's – you know, what? it's in the no communication. No – and just dropping the kids. You can't do that. Yeah. You can't do that. You have to have a conversation yeah. with those kids at the least. Not all lesbians are like that. No, can we get yeah. that out there? For that's not. Yeah, I, it actually really bothers me. I noticed this a lot when I was doing online dating. Let's say you, I don't know, together you've been on three dates, and then oh, you know, I want to get married now. I'm mm. exaggerating. Yeah. Oh, and that's just what lesbians do. No, fuck off. Dysfunctional is dysfunctional. Yes. Right. Yeah. You can't use that as an excuse. Yeah. That is dysfunctional behaviour to date someone for eighteen months. Yeah. Drop them. With a five-word phone call and then not even talk to the kids. Yeah, that's – It's not nice. What do you think about the fact that she started dating, she was on Tinder a week later? Well, oh, it, I mean, obviously <laughs> it's it, it seems like it, she couldn't – when she said, I can't do this anymore, mm. she tapped out mm. months before. Yes, and yes. obviously she is um, – this is probably a person that doesn't like confrontation. Yes. And this is a person Avoidant. That, yeah. Mm. So it mm. was probably just going along for months mm. thinking – and then eventually bit the bullet mm. and then that was the point where they went, oh, well, it's done now. I can start dating again. Yes. Because it was done in her head months ago. Yes. Because I, I mean I'm a bit on the fence with this one because I think – I can understand, I couldn't do it personally, but mm. I can understand how people come out of a relationship and then just go, right, you know, you've got to get under someone to get over the old one. Like, yeah, I actually yeah. get that. Yeah. And she hasn't done anything wrong morally, I don't think. No, no, Like, no, she's no. single, yeah. she wants to date, she can date. Yes. But the thing that worries me about that is I, 
totally agree with what you've said. I reckon in her mind, yeah. she's moved on months ago, mm. but she hasn't told this poor woman. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and it, which is why she only done it by text message. Yes, you know? yeah, and that that would leave you feeling like shit. Oh, and I know that yeah. feeling. I've yes, had that feeling. I have too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a um, I, I dated someone for about um six months. And that was at the time the longest time that yes, I yes that was a really big deal. Yep, first first lesbian relationship, mm. um, and uh, she went overseas, um, and it was a trip that she'd already had planned to do. It was like going on this trip overseas, and it, I think it was this really kind of awakening of like, you know, self discovery kind mm. of thing mm. of like, oh, this is she was on a journey, yeah, a bit of a journey. Mm. Um, so when she got back, she was just like, listen, it's you know, mm. I don't think we should – and obviously was very heartbroken. Yeah. It, you know, but also obviously we're st- friends again. Now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, you know, you know, she lives, lives in a different state, but, you know, whenever – you know, it's happy, it's fine. Mm. Um, so – but I just remember, like, when Kath and I first started dating, she had this trip planned, her and her mum. Oh, were, I remember that. Yeah. Yes. They were going on a big overseas trip. No, no, they were going on a on a horse ride. Or hiking or something. Yeah, okay, horse riding. They were horse riding up the National Trail. Yeah. So Kath had bought her mum a horse for her birthday for a 60... Wow. Morak had never ridden a horse before. <laughs> <laughs> Kath went, why don't, you, why don't you learn how to ride and then we'll, we'll take a six-week trip up the National Trail from yeah. Hillsville up to Canberra. Um, and so, all the, and so it was it, when we'd been dating for six months, and I remember being in Hillsville the night before, mm. and just being like, "Yeah, you're going to go on this trip, and, and you're going to come, come back. back." Yeah, yeah. And but I talked to her about it. Yes, and she was like, "Absolutely not." Yes, I mean, you know, I'm so committed. that's the key because all of it, especially if you've come out of a long term relationship, and I'm finding this myself, you're yeah. going to have triggers you're not even aware of. Mm. You know, like I hear so many people kind of go, oh, you know, he didn't text me back the, the same day or she didn't. Mm. Da- and you go, hang on, is this from your marriage? Yeah. Or is this from – because maybe they were busy at work. Yeah. You know, like you can overread your own shit. That's different to being ghosted. It's different to someone yeah, putting yeah, in yeah. no effort. Mm. But you've got to really be careful – that you're actually not prosecuting an argument from 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. you went overseas and dumped me. Well, so you're going to do that too when you bloody horse ride. Yeah. And you can actually sabotage. And I almost did. Yes. But we communicate. Oh, that's mm. good advice. So, mm. and again, in this situation, I think if we're going to be constructive, if the other woman, let's call her Barbara, just for okay. the sake of it. Yeah. If Barbara had said six months before, look, I'm starting to have some doubts. Mm. You know, these things are bothering me. Then it's not a blind side. Yeah. Six months. A, the other person has the opportunity to change, but yeah. also it's not a, it doesn't come out of nowhere. Yeah. And also if, th- if things don't work, they, they, they don't work. Yeah. And I'm sure th- Ed, this listener Ed, would probably look back, or, you know, in, in the future she will look back on this 18-month relationship and yeah. see Yes, everything. the signs. Yeah. But this is very true with mm. some distance. Like how many – I used to do a joke, I don't know if you ever saw it, but it was like if women wrote Hollywood rom-coms, then it would be, you know, a straight couple where the woman's going, I need things to change, things need to change, can we go to therapy, can things change? Then she finally divorces him and he goes, oh, I just didn't see it coming. (laughs) (laughs) Like how many of our friends do experience – and the men are genuine – in going, yeah. I have no idea what happened. She's sitting yeah. there going, I've tried to drag you to the psych. I've tried to do a bloody sex weekend. I've tried to do date nights. I've tried to do – and you're blindsided. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's a communication disconnect. Yeah. All right, we're going to finish up soon, but I want to put to you a couple of things that we do every time we do the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is related to hard stuff, right? Mm. So we call it tough titties. I don't know oh, if yeah. you're, you know, <laughs> you are old enough for that. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you, and you've sort of alluded to it a little bit, I think opposites definitely do attract, mm-hmm. but do you think they can live together 
In other words, how do you manage, like you and Kath are really different Mm -hmm. or it could be other couples that you know. How do you manage those differences without them becoming, you know, when you first start dating, you're like, oh, it's so cute. Yeah. You know, that she does that or that he does that. And then 10 years later, like, I'm going to fucking kill somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Like, how do you process those differences? Or do you think it's harder for Kath from the sounds of it? We we have um three different properties. Yeah, <laughs> you just get rich. Yeah, basically you buy a lot of pro- so you have a lot of time apart. We do. Yes. we really do. Yes. So, uh, yeah, and it's yeah we're con- and I'm obviously constantly um traveling for work. Yes. and things like that. But we do have and that's good a lot of time mm. time apart. Um, and it, but it also means that we really appreciate the time that we have together. Jezza, I think it's really healthy. I mm. mean, again, one of the things I'm doing dating this time around, like we see each other probably a couple of days a week. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be. I've got kids. I've got yeah. work. I've got, got stuff on. I've got shit on. <laughs> yeah. And I find that actually keeps it more exciting, but it also means I can be myself fully. Yes. And yeah, so yeah. can the other person. Yeah. So taking time apart. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, but that is a privileged position it to is. be in. It Absolutely. is. Um, so when when we are together, what do we mm, – what is the big – I'm trying to think of the things that really – I think one of our biggest flaws is that we're both um, quite messy, so it's it kind of works. Oh, well, that, that would work. Yeah. Yeah. And it means that, you know, when uh, one of our biggest signs of love <laughs> – is to to clean up before the other one comes home. Oh, acts of service. Yeah, so I it's, love that shit. It's like, look what I've done. It's look not what I did the big for you, you declarations know? on mm. a hilltop in Fiji. Yeah, it's like you unpack the dishwasher. Yeah, yeah, because we yeah. know what it feels like to walk into a clean clean space. Yeah, yeah. It's like, look what I did for you. Yes. And I'm, oh my god, I love it so much. Yes, for me that would be someone who like folds your washing. Yeah, you know, or you cooks food or a bit up the. All right, one of my other favourite segments, we call it, you know when someone goes, I'm not racist, but it's that kind of vibe. So no shade on my ex, but like what's the stupidest thing an ex has ever done to you? Oh, gosh. Um, oh, um, Other than going overseas, finding yourself <laughs> and then saying you're not for me, Jezza. It's, 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 I don't have that many um, exes to, yeah. to draw Or it could be from. one that you've heard of. Um, the worst thing that an ex has done. Or just dumbest. It doesn't even have to be cruel. I know you told me to prepare for this. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone broken up with you via text or in your DMs or anything like that? I, it was just it was just the phone call that was, and see that was the thing. It was getting the phone call, but it was on the last night of comedy festival. Oh God! Like okay, that's re- poor ready timing. To, ready to party. Oh, no, that's ter- No, that's stupid. It was heartbroken. I'll pay the phone call. Mm. I don't think you have to face-to-face. I'll pay the phone call. Phone call is fine because she was in yeah. a different state. Yeah, but doing it on the last night, at, like that's like doing it, you know, on Christmas mm. Eve. Yeah, yeah. Mate, wait a couple of days. I remember going, I went, um, you know, went to the party and was like on the dance floor and mm. just pegging ice cubes onto oh, the dance floor. Oh, darling. That's yeah. shitty. Did she yeah. know it was the last night of comedy festival? Yeah, yeah. I was out having drinks with oh, friends. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. Oh no. Ba bang. I think. Well, I think because I called her and I was like, "Oh, I'm having such a great time," yeah. and oh, you let know, me miss ruin you. that for and, you. And you know, because she was supposed to come down, yeah. come over for the festival. And I was like, oh. "I wish you were here." And she was like, "Oh yeah, this. I'm never gonna." I see a really big red balloon and someone putting a fucking pin into it. Yeah. Oh no, that's shit. And last but not least, uh, you would have seen the TikTok trend, I'm sure. She's a 10 butt or he's a 10 butt. Oh, yeah. So, you know, she's a 10 butt, she's got stinky feet. I don't know, whatever. Oh, yeah, What's yeah, your yeah. dating deal breaker? Like one of our mutual friends that I won't name will not date a man who doesn't have good shoes, which oh. I find. And I think you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. I find that hilarious. <laughs> I think maybe there's something else going on there. Yes. But what do you reckon? She's a 10 butt. Um, where's a top hat? <laughs> so you can't date a circus performer? No, no, no ringleader? To- no top hats and weird... What's with top hats? Oh, I don't know. Like there was hat? There Too was... ostentatious. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what are you... Yeah. You don't like a show pony. You are the show pony. Yeah. And then I found, um... 
Kath and I had been, yeah, she had one. <laughs> oh, no. Kath How, had a top hat. It, well, not this, like this weird kind of, not quite a top hat, but just yeah. one of those fancy hats. Right. And she, I, and because I said that to her, I'm like, oh, I hate top yeah. hats. Kind of so she went and got one out. <laughs> do you know what I can't do? A beret. Oh, a yeah. A beret. It's so pretentious. You're not French. If you're French and we're in Paris, yeah. by all means, wear a beret. Or you're Sandra Bernhardt and you sing. Hey, thanks so much for listening to Dear Nelly. Now, don't be shy. I would love to hear your questions and comments. To send me a recording or an email, go to nellythomas.com and follow the links. It's super easy. And you might hear me talk about your question in a future episode. Huge thanks to producer Sam Peterson from the Producer Boy Creative Production team and to producer Faye Younger, who in addition to being an excellent human, is also a brilliant real estate buyer's advocate and can be found at youngerhill.com. Thanks to Acast and all the team. And lastly, to you. Without the listeners, I'm just a middle-aged mole talking shit to no one. Please rate, review and consider subscribing for five bucks a month for a bonus episode and to help me keep the lights on. And tell your bloody mates, would you? I'd really appreciate it. Love yous.